That was Isabella Price um, speaking on uh, goddess uh, and uh, the power of goddess. Very interesting. Uh, yes. I, and a, a lot, a lot of subject matter, a lot written in the area of contemporary spirituality in that area. I thought she had a very interesting perspective in that uh, she came from a secular background in Switzerland, came to the United States, met a Zen, uh, met Amaji, and uh, she, she even said that her perspective was more almost from a Christian perspective, even though she was uh, not so religious to begin with, than, uh, uh, not so, than from an Indian perspective. And often when it comes to the goddess, uh, I anyway uh, think of... Uh, the Indian gods and goddesses of Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but she had uh, evidently not been familiar with any of that. But most of us have had some exposure to the uh, <clears throat> sort of Hindu expressions of the divine feminine. But one of the things Isabella points out in her book is that um, in different ways it shows up in all the cultures throughout time. It's interesting. I mean, you could reflect on this. You've spent more time in India than me and uh, certainly studied, uh, you know, for your book, American Veda, uh, that that tradition. And um, Indian spirituality, at least Hinduism, contains goddesses, and they are very uh, important in in the structure of the spiritual world. much more so than I think uh, Judeo-Christian uh, tradition. Yeah. Yet in India, you still have the same cultural problems and the subjugation of women and everything else uh, that we find in the West. Uh, even though the religion, may, maybe not. I mean, that that's at least my no. You do well. It depends. You see, I mean, it's a varied uh, situation, just as it is here. Mm-hmm. So you find segments of the uh, population in India very traditional, very patriarchal, um, where the treatment of women, or at least the attitude toward uh, women in the sense of uh, issues we we associate with modern society and feminism, uh, are very, with seemingly very, very conservative, even more so than we see here. And in other respects, it's an incredibly progressive society in in those ways. I mean, they've had, you know, Indira Gandhi was a, a prime minister of the country. Long, you know, we still haven't had a right, female right. head of state. And, um, you know, you people are often surprised by how many uh, women in India are in prominent professions. And um, and here, my you know my doctor, you know, <laughs> and um, plenty of uh, executives and lawyers and other professions are occupied by uh, Indi- women of Indian yeah. descent. So certainly, in, uh, uh, Indian Americans, those coming from India, uh, the you know first generation, second generation. Uh, education is emphasized not only for boys but for girls as well, and many of them, yeah. like you said, become doctors, lawyers, become professionals. So certainly that's there, and also uh, amongst uh, in, 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 in gurus, she mentions Amaji. Yeah. Amaji is maybe uh, mm-hmm. one of the two or three most popular uh, gurus out, out of India. A woman, and uh, her following is certainly made up of men and women, and it's enormous yeah. both in. Uh, uh, in India and around the world, and uh, but, I, uh, yeah, 
It's 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 a mixed kind of thing. India is a complex society, and Hinduism is a very complex and diverse uh, religious tradition. So you you know see big differences between what what goes on in the cities and what goes on in the right. villages and the countryside in terms of you know attitudes towards uh, gender differences, and you see um, traditionally within. Um, lineages, a great veneration of the divine feminine, often the focal point of, of worship and, and uh, ritual, and, uh, and yet you might find um, only men advancing, you know, within the ranks of gurus and swamis. So, you know, uh, and a lot of the gurus we're familiar with were very progressive in that way. Right. Maybe because they recognized, you know, that the, deep in the tradition is this uh, worship of the divine feminine. So uh, women, human women, <laughs> what, being manifestations right. of that should be treated right. better. But what, what about uh, in Hinduism? Uh, can women do pujas and can they, are they it amongst the priests? It depends on where you are. It's, it's, my you my are understanding and, is uh, uh, the priests in Hinduism... However, the clergy is structured there. It's still predominantly, if not exclusively, men. It is, yeah. But you know, you go to people's homes, and you know, mama and grandma are doing the puja at home, or in the shopkeepers. Mm -hmm. So it it it's there's no simple answer to these things. But those are, and then there's the you know, we have to also not go too far in conflating the um, feelings about and the traditions about the divine feminine, as in Isabella's book, with the, the sort of worldly uh, attitudes and traditions about men and women. They're not necessarily uh, easily um, paralleled. Right. It, it, it's interesting. And I, I think Hinduism in general is uh, less... Uh formal structure as I can see it. For instance, in Catholicism and maybe uh, Judaism, it's institutionalized that women have a certain role and men have a certain role. It's very sexist, you know, very limited what women can do. In Hinduism, uh, I don't know if those rules, if there's a hierarchy that enforces or maintains those no, rules. No, there's no one hierarchy, right. but even, even in Judaism and Protestantism, there's no <clears throat> one hierarchy. So some of the Protestant denominations have had women ministers and priests for, for a long time, and others don't. Others resist it. Um, there's ra female rabbis, but I don't think you see that in Orthodox Judaism. Right, right. No, certainly not. And, and within Catholicism, sexism is, uh, uh, is institutionalized. It's part of the, you know, yeah. th this is it. We're you're Catholic. If you want to fall under this umbrella of Catholicism, women will not be priests. Women right. have a very limited role, and uh, uh, it's interesting. And I, I'm surprised there's not more pushback on that uh, amongst the. Uh, I guess the big pushback is people that stop becoming involved, and it be becomes less relevant to their lives. But uh, but uh, but yeah. but if you look even there, it gets very interesting because some of the more um, Con, uh, conservative expressions of Catholicism are in places where 
Mary is venerated and worshipped almost as much as Jesus, where there's you know this that expression of right. the div- feminine divine uh, in Mary worship. They're not necessarily more progressive about the role of women in the church. Sometimes they're even less so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, we should we should have more in this area, obviously of great interest. And uh, you, you asked uh, the qu- one question uh, you you brought up about uh, those performing ceremony or doing invocations, whether they use the the names of male gods or female gods. Yeah. If there was different influence, I, I thought she gave a uh, an interesting answer where she said, yeah. you know, it, I guess it, it it depends on your experience. Uh, it, she wasn't doing invocations based upon certain expectations based, uh, that that are uh, that come from women gods or goddesses as opposed to men. So, um, well, well, but here's what's interesting. I'm only speaking about uh, the, the Vedic tradition because what I know. Right. But I would love to see a study where you have people chant mantras um, to male associated with male deities like Krishna or Ram and then you have the same people chant uh, mantras associated with Lakshmi and uh, Saraswati and so forth Durga and see if there's a physiological difference aha uh-huh. so it could be and yeah. yeah and whether there's a difference in the differences are the same between men and women, and or not. I mean, that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? It would be interesting. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say you wouldn't necessarily uh, associate that with male or female energies, though, because it would be the quality of the sound that's being chanted, and you could associate some with male and some with female. But ultimately, it just comes. Uh, the influence is going to be based upon that sound vibration. Yeah, but the, it, presumably those sound vibrations, they, you mm-hmm. know, traditionally, um, the visual depiction of the sound is male or female. Right. Maybe there, you know, would be patterns. Right. It would be interesting. I have It'd no idea. It would be a great study. What... Oh, let, let's, yeah. get, let's get somebody on. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, uh, we had Paul Mills on once before. He heads up research for the uh, Chopra Institute. Maybe they'd be interested in doing this study. So there you uh, go. Seriously, I mean, let, let's run it by him. It's fascinating. All right, Phil. Till till next time. All right. Over and out. Okay.